Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com IMTB and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's easy. Go to audibletrial.com IMTB. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to an episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Yo, yo. Um, so, like I told you uh, just the other day, me and our friend Brian went out to do a time lapse. But, I mean, he was telling me some things that were like he's been working on here and there, especially since the well, pandemic. That I, We're going through a pandemic. Did you, did you know that? Mm-mm. But he was telling me that he worked on a project. And if you're if you're here in Arizona and you and you know anything about the Superstition Mountains, which is probably like, you know where it is, and you know what it kind of looks like. You if know that if you're in anything spooky, yeah, you you probably you, you probably seen it on like a yeah travel channel haunted so destinations or whatever. Yeah, so I guess he worked on this short film that is supposed to be set at the Lost Dutchman Mine and this and that, but they filmed in Northern Arizona. They filmed also in Northern Phoenix area and like the exterior shots too are like Brian was like, is this for like people in Arizona or people out of state? He's like, well, the guy's like, well, I mean, I do come from out of state. So like, I mean, I'm going to show it like to people outside of the state. It's like, and Brian's like, because if you show it to anyone in Arizona, you're showing, you're saying that the lost touchment is like in this forest area. They're going to call bullshit like right away. Yeah, and then he's the one that I told you bought his the time because we went out and did a time lapse there, and I think he bought the time lapse and he he wants more, but the thing is it's gonna look weird because you're gonna show this time lapse of this area, and then you're gonna switch to like being a heavily wooded area. It's just I think it's gonna look weird. I don't know, like you sh- you should have done yeah. at least some kind of research. Yeah, on I know, and and that's funny too because. Sometimes, you know, when when we grow up with, like, certain movies or whatever, we have this picture of, like, oh, how this really is. And you find out in real life, it's like, that's what? Yeah. So they've been lying to me my whole life? Yeah, like, I thought New York would be, like, cool and, like, full of homeless people and, and druggies. And, you know, like, oh, there's a bunch of businessmen walking around. And I go there and it's like, I'd have to take the subway everywhere? God damn it, this sucks. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess it kind of makes sense, right? People are like, oh, this is a thing in Arizona, so this is that. But it's weird because when people think of Arizona, they don't think of northern Arizona. No. They only think of desert. That, yeah. Every depiction of Arizona is always like cactus and desert, and that's it. Yeah. And they so never... why, why wouldn't you just do that instead? I don't know. Like, I, even just cursory, like... Research would have told you, like, it's more arid than it is. You could have literally filmed in, like, Sedona, and it would have been better. Yeah. Although I think we still would have recognized that it's Sedona. Yeah. Well, Doug, it's, like, (laughs) red rock everywhere. But at least you're, like, trying. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's where they they take photos of Mars. That's what my mom thinks. But, yeah, he, he was telling me that they got some native guy to... To be the, uh, at least they got like a native actor to play the ghost, but it's well, still kind of like, 
What? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> we watched the video, and it's like, where, where's the native actor? And it's like, that guy right there. It's like, that's a, that's a white guy. But yeah, I'm 164th Cherokee on my mom's side. Well, she's 160. She's 164th. So, which makes me... So I'm I'm Native American guys, okay? Yeah, so guys out there, if you're working on a film, just make sure when you're coming to Arizona, you get a, a real native, and you get and you you do your research. Yeah, make sure they're not Italian. <laughs> yeah, because it's it's easy to confuse them with Italians. And I know sometimes you just see brown, and you're like, they're all the same. Yeah, you get some. You get like a like me. It's like, well, he's a brown guy. You can play native. It's like I'm not. Na- I'm I'm Mexican. Close oh, it's the enough. same thing, right? You're you're native in Mexico, but that's that's it's completely different. See, to me, Close I just enough, hear Don. I just hear brown people. That's all I hear when you talk. It's all it's all white people really hear. <laughs> it's like not white, not white. Oh, definitely white. This is the fucking news. John Krzynski has a YouTube show called Some Good News to lighten up the COVID pandemic news. Sharing uplifting and good news stories. But then he turned around and showed his true white face. Uh, Krasinski recently licensed out the show after a massive bidding war to Viacom CBS. This is not them producing like a, a show with him as the host, but rather a segment that they like folded into like their news broadcast. Um, some have been calling him a sellout. Others say it's just capitalism. And it's kind of like... It's both. Yeah, 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 exactly. I I can see it from both sides because I'm like, that's that's exactly what I would love to do, right? Create something and then some corporation comes along and is like, hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars. Like, can I have your idea? I'd be like, yeah, why not? But then again, it's like, mm. yeah, but see, like the whole... But see, to me, the whole po- like the whole point of it was to be like, oh, like it was this actor who was doing something good. Like he didn't have to do this. He was just taking time because like it was during this thing, and like he was incorporating all this goodness. And now it's like becoming commercialized. Well, I think it's different because of context. Yeah, it'd be different if it was if he was actually producing this show. Making like a like That's making true. it like a real thing, right? Where yeah. he's like, "Hey, look at what I built in the back of my house." Like you know, I have like a camera operator coming in, and blah blah blah, and all this stuff. Like, it'd be different if it was still still very much DIY, but meant to be an actual yeah, product. Like, the, like they gave him an actual show. Yeah. Instead, this was like a like a fun, quirky kind of like, "Hey guys, I'm." I'm not doing anything. You guys, you aren't doing anything. Like, <laughs> I'm having fun. And then people are like, yeah, how can we make money off of that? You know, people being genuine. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's where the sellout part comes in. It's like, yeah, I get it. But it's weird when when something that you're doing for free, you know, in this, like, context of what's going on, there's a, a genuine feeling that comes with, like, watching this and producing this and everything right it's free for everyone to watch but then you sell it (laughs) it becomes corporate it becomes corporate and then it's like oh now it's not fun anymore i think the the problem is that it's not that they bought it's not that they bought an item it's that they bought the idea instead 
And so, because, like, yeah, like you said, if if they were like, hey, John, we love what you do. Here's money. Up the production value. Put it on CBS. Put it on CBS's YouTube. You, you, like, see, like that. Well, it's like, yeah, yes, you, like, it's understandable because it's like, okay, they're going to make a profit from the ad revenue. But at least he gets to keep, like, the show and he can he can keep like having on like the people he wants but yeah like he ha- he gets a, a better camera maybe he can have like a, a nicer sign but like the, it's just to up the production value yeah but this was like they're like hey i want to buy your concept of a show and we want to put it on on cbs news and i think that's like that's where it comes from mm-hmm. and you see it a lot in everything like you know the idea of like a band selling out. You know how many you know how many times I've heard of like X band selling out or whatever, blah blah blah. And yeah, from afar it looks like it, right? When you hear a thrice signed to something like uh Def Jam or Island, I think technically it is, uh, and coming from like a small indie label that had X amount of money go towards like charity, then to go to that, it's like that's selling out. But well, then you look at it and you're like, oh wait, but they're still giving yeah. money to charity, and they still get to get their control. They're still doing the oh, so it's just and, and they didn't change. It's elevating, Ryan. They don't change their sound. They, I mean, they like, did, but that was did. that was what they wanted. To yeah, do. that's what I mean. Like they're not changing their sound because people are telling them to change their sound. They're it's changing yeah. There's a difference between that happening and then yeah. a no warning signing a major record label deal and be like, yeah, we'll fucking play what you guys want. And they said it a million times. They're like, they threw us money. Why wouldn't we do what they said? And it's uh, like, that's yeah. that's selling. Yeah, out. see that. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's selling out. There's, but from afar, it's always going to look different. Yeah, and I think that you could say that it, whatever it is, his intentions, it could be something different. I don't know. But from afar, from what we're looking at, as we're looking at the whole picture, it's you created this thing out of like the kindness of your heart. You made it something real and original yeah then you literally sold it out so a corporation could go and be like see we know what you guys like yeah we have some good news now on on news it's like but you guys were the news shouldn't you have done good news to begin with yeah but see how are we gonna get people to keep watching the news if we give them good news we got to give them bad news because that keeps them coming back uh-oh, did we just give away the game? So, I guess people need years to see the good in movies. But does it come with f- frustration when we were saying these movies were good all along? The hashtag Make Solo 2 Happen was started by fans over the Memorial Day weekend saying they'd want a movie or maybe a Disney Plus show to continue the series. Unfortunately... Neither may happen at the moment, given that Solo's co-writer, John Kasdan, confirmed that a sequel is not in development for Disney+, Plus, either like as a movie or a show or anything. But it's it's kind of interesting. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You're saying that the movie that fans rallied against so they could try to overthrow the head of the Star Wars thing and how they they were going to boycott star wars that that movie that started really that whole thing i don't they, remember. they don't they don't, don't want to make a sequel to that i don't remember any of that happening that's 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 fake news that never happened i've always <laughs> don't you know i've always loved solo okay don't look at my youtube videos yeah. don't look at any of my old blog posts 
Don't look at anything I ever said about Solo in the past. Don't ever look at my Twitter. Don't you ever look at my fucking Twitter. I'm like Donald Trump. You don't ever take me off of Twitter. Don't censor me. Um, yeah, it's so, it's so, like, it makes me so mad, like, when I saw that. That's what we were saying when Solo came out. Because Solo's not a great movie. It's not a rogue one. Yeah, but it is still a good movie. But it's still Star Wars. Like, but it's just frustrating because it's like, they had plans for the, like, they wanted to make more from this. They Like, Disney was like, you guys want more Star Wars? That's what we're going to do. You, we're giving you Solo. Look, we're introducing, like, the main the main villain behind everything is Darth Maul. Like, you guys love, you love Darth, oh, wait, you guys, now you hate it? Now you hate Star Wars? Oh, okay, well, I guess we'll just cancel everything. That's what they did. They canceled the Obi-Wan thing. They were going to do uh, Boba Fett. It's just like... It's so stupid. It's just dumb because it's like, they were going to give you these things and you shot your... It's the same thing with Prometheus, remember? Where um, Ridley Scott, he's like, hey, I want to explore this universe more. Oh, yeah. So which means we're going to get more alien, right? It's like, no, no, no. I want to explore the universe that alien set in. It's bigger than that. It's way bigger than that. No, I know. But so when is the aliens going to come in? No, that's that's, that's a tiny step. Oh, okay. We're talking about a giant leap. So there's more aliens, you're telling me. God damn it. And so that's what happened. So he was like, okay, you guys want more aliens? So when he did the sequel to Prometheus, he gave you more aliens. And you guys, well, that's not what I wanted. I wanted a sequel to Prometheus. Yeah, why would you just give us a sequel to Prometheus? And it's like, because because, you didn't want it. Yeah. This whole thing just, like, I just want to strangle these people so bad. Like, like, That would probably be the most, for your argument of being frustrated, because... He did have a whole thing he wanted to do. But when the backlash came of people didn't really like Prometheus, they definitely wanted more alien. He said, okay, I'll finish the Prometheus thing and then I'll give you an alien thing. And that's exactly what that movie was. It was yep. mm-hmm. it was a, a, an end to one book and beginning to another. And yeah, sure, I still like it, yeah, whatever. It's but it, it's nothing of what we thought we no. were going to get. We could have got something amazing. And and technically we could we kind of still did because from when we were talking about what would be cool, they kind of still did some of that stuff. We just like saw like, oh here's a clip and here's a clip. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the rest of the movie. Yeah, it was like a clip show of what we thought. Yeah. And they just put it in the movie. Now here's the other hour forty five minutes. Yeah. And that did suck because we we literally had to throw a whole movie or franchise away because people just didn't get it. No. Because people like we said now more so than ever like they're way more impatient more than ever think, because yeah. mm-hmm. of social media. Yep. Because it's easier to go online right now and say, "Oh my god, did you guys see the new Scooby-Doo movie? Well, let's get into like how horrible it was." And then 15 years down the line you're like, you know, they could have had something really good with that Scooby-Doo movie. God, it 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 just like I wish I honestly wish Disney would do like a ser- a sequel series cuz that would be kind of cool. I'd love to see like something like at least or like tying in with like the like Darth Maul stuff like with uh Amelia Clark bringing her back for that. Like that'd be that'd be a pretty good show to have and you could tie it into um like down the line, you could tie it into what's it the the Cassian Andor series that they're gonna have, which is set before um, Rogue One, so that you can tie those movie universes or like 
universe. They're the same universe. You can tie those movies together like more. Like you can you can complete the timeline better between those movies. Yeah. So the Golden Globes has decided to um revise their rules a bit. Pedro Pascal plays the Mandalorian well. He he mainly plays the voice, but the Hollywood Foreign Press uh, announced this week that they're changing the rule because even though he's not seen for most of the show, he, like his voice performance, they're allowing him to be to compete in the acting ca- category. So which means that I mean going forward, it's going to change like the way that we nominate people at the Golden Globes. I mean that that change especially like. Um, Someone like Andy Serkis. Well, I mean, before, not now. But, like, before, I'm pretty sure, like, uh, like I mean, yeah, he did do, like, the physical. But then that's, like, oh, they did, like, the um, CGI over him. So I think they didn't, they probably wouldn't let him be able to compete for that. And I think, like, they did that with Avatar 2 where they were, like, oh, wow, these people, they're, they're, like, yes, they're there, but they're CGI'd in, too. So, like, that doesn't count as, like, acting. But then again, like, now it's like, okay, like, someone like a Josh Brolin being, like, Thanos, it's like, he can be, he can compete because it's like, yes, he's actually there, but, like, it's something CGI'd in. Or like this, where it's like, yeah, the character, like, you don't see his face, but his voice gives such deep character to the character that, like, it deserves an award. Yeah. And I think especially now more than ever, where you're right, where CG and everything is becoming so realistic that it'd be easier for some studios to say, like, hey, let's not put this in there or try to do this. Let's just have this, you know, this thing made and then X person voiceover, you know, like we've said before, with sci-fi pushing like envelopes too. imagine if... uh, if, like, Scarlett Johansson got nominated for, like, her. Yeah, see, something like that, where it's like, yeah, you don't see, her, like, her body at all because she's an AI. But the fact that, like, it's so compelling to see this, like, love story and it works so well, it's like, yeah, somebody like that deserves, like, to be nominated for that. And and I think it's, it's kind of, it's similar to, like, when CGI first started, right? When awards didn't want to nominate them for special effects because they're like, well, this is going to ruin everything in the future because they're just going to sweep through all the awards. It's like, yeah, because they're special effects. I don't know what, like it's still acting like voice acting is still like a thing. Do you you know how hard it is to make your, like, like when you hear like, um, like an audio book, like if someone's there and they're just reading the book, it's not as enjoyable as like someone actually getting into it and like giving life to those characters. So, I mean, I I think it's good. Hopefully other awards will see like changes like this and they'll, they'll be like, Hey, you know what? Maybe we should, uh, maybe we shouldn't be so stingy about our awards. Well, we said 2020 was changing things. Yeah. Hopefully this is another one of those things that, yeah, going forward, like I said, with a lot of things we have available now, or at least what we see mm-hmm. normally now, it becomes something where people are going to not even think twice about it. Yes, just like how it's like it's opening up the idea of like, hey, streaming stuff, 
We need a not. We need a like. That's where people are releasing things now, and I, hopefully the academy, like the academy, will see that and they'll be like, not change their rules back. Maybe they'll be like, hey guys, you know what? Maybe we should allow them to compete. And then they're like, psych. Same old, same old. She's wearing heels that look actually amazing. We have to go to the police because we have nothing to hide. Why is she running from the scene of the crime? Good question, officer. That's me covering up my body cam so I can beat your ass. We're so fucked. We just need to find the guy, the police they're looking for. Do you suggest we actually go out there and solve a murder? It's locked. Did you think it was one of those men only doors? I was all we need is a name, and then we're in the clear. Hey, man, it's been a minute. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Who do you work for, you little bitch? You little beanbag ballist bitch? Yeah, if you think about your grandma and that furry beanbag bitch. What? These people are super dangerous, and they're really powerful. Oh, shit. We have impostors. Oh no, impostors, that sucks. Everyone unmask yourself. Oh shit, nobody else took their masks off. I'm gonna give you lovebirds a choice. What's behind this door or bacon grease to the vice? I don't want grease on my vice. Is it gonna shit on me? The Lovebirds is a 2020 American romantic comedy film directed by Michael Showalter from a screenplay by Aaron Abrams and Brendan Gall. Gibran and Leilani are a couple who have been together for four years. Their relationship is fraught and the two argue constantly about a variety of topics. While driving to a dinner party, a conversation about marriage leads to another argument and the two mutually agree to end the relationship. Distracted by the breakup, Gibran runs a red light hitting a cyclist with her car. The man refuses help and flees the scene. A man with a mustache suddenly commandeers their car, claiming that he is a police officer and that the man on the bike is a criminal. Mustache pursues the cyclist, but after catching him, runs the cyclist over with their car several times, killing him. 
Mustache prepares to kill Gibran and Leilani with a gun, but flees after hearing police sirens. Moments later, a couple passes by, seeing the murder scene and assuming that Gibran and Leilani were the killers. Assuming that the police will never believe the true story of what happened, the two flee on foot, taking the phone of the cyclist, who they dub Bicycle. While collecting their thoughts at a diner, the two argue over what to do next. Gibran wants to turn themselves in, while Leilani argues that their unbelievable story and racial profiling will ensure that they are blamed for the crime. Leilani receives a call from the police detective, but Gibran cuts their conversation short by dropping her phone in a milkshake. Gibran and Leilani see an appointment on Bicycle's phone, a meeting at a bar with a woman named Edie. Leilani reasons that Edie will know who Bicycle is, which will allow them to find out who the killer is and clear their names. The two meet Edie at the bar, only to find that it is a setup. The two are knocked out and tied up by Edie and her husband, Brett, who is accidentally revealed to be a congressman. Edie mistakenly believes that Gibran and Leilani work for Bicycle and alludes to blackmail being committed against Edie and Brett. As Edie prepares to splash Leilani with hot bacon grease, Leilani manages to kick the pan away, giving Gibran the opportunity to free her and escape. The two travel to an address taken from Edie, which they believe is Bicycle's home, only to find an apartment full of frat boys. They overpower and interrogate one of the boys, who admits he works for Bicycle as part of his blackmailing scheme. Before the two can learn more, Mustache arrives, killing all the boys in the apartment. Gibran and Leilani escape with one of the blackmail envelopes. The two open the envelope, which contains photos of the intended recipients attending what appears to be a meeting of a secret society. They travel to the dinner party they were originally supposed to attend, tricking Leilani's co-worker Keith into unlocking Bicycle's phone, which contains an address to a black tie event. Leilani and Gibran travel to the event, where all the attendees are wearing masks identical to those shown in the blackmail photos. The event is revealed to be a meeting of the secret society called Sacrarium. The meeting turns into an orgy, but is interrupted when the leader of the meeting discovers that there are imposters present. He tricks Gibran and Leilani to revealing themselves, but moments later an alarm sounds, leading all the attendees to evacuate. The source of the alarm is a police raid. Gibran and Leilani are taken into police custody. The two meet with Detective Martin, who reveals that Bicycle's pursuit and murder were caught on traffic cameras. The two were being sought as witnesses, not suspects. The police were aware of Sacrarium and planned to shut them down, but the group was somehow tipped off to the plan. Gibran and Leilani are being driven home, but their driver is Mustache. He reveals that he truly is a police officer, but is also paid by Sacrarium to shield them from law enforcement. Mustache also ran the blackmailing scheme with Bicycle, who was killed due to a dispute over payment. Mustache restrains Gibran and Leilani and prepares to kill them, but the two use the car's cigarette lighter to melt their zip ties. The two attack Mustache, but end up with Leilani pointing Mustache's gun at him as he holds Gibran in a chokehold. The two implicitly communicate, allowing Gibran to duck out of the way as Leilani shoots Mustache. Mustache is taken into custody while Gibran and Leilani make amends and kiss. One year later, Gibran and Leilani are participants on The Amazing Race, only to find that one of their challenges involves horses, terrifying Gibran. The Lovebirds. 
a movie about why you shouldn't trust cops. <laughs> that's that's kind of accurate. What do you think about it, Dom? Um, so, I mean, I I saw this trailer like a little while ago, and it looked pretty funny. And then, obviously, because of certain events that happened um, and are still taking place, this movie got moved from theaters to Netflix. And I thought it I thought that was a pretty good idea because, I mean, if I saw this movie in theaters, I'd still be like. Man, that was still a pretty good movie. But, like, it's still kind of, To me, it feels more of, like, a Netflix movie. Any, anyways. Not not in, like, a bad, like, bad quality. And, like, in that, like... I'm glad it was released um, through, like, streaming. Because it, it is a good movie. And uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. Do you think it would have done well in theaters? I think it would have done okay, right? With, oh, especially Memorial Day weekend. It might have done pretty okay. But honestly, though, I still think it was pretty funny. I mean, Kumail Nanjiani, he's hilarious. And so is this array. I think she's funny. Um, I wanted to see this when I first saw the trailer. And uh, <clears throat> I I thought it got released already. Hmm. Um, but then I saw it on Netflix and I was like, wait, wait. Yeah, what? It, it just got released. Yeah. That's why I was like, shit, let's review this. And I'm I'm happy because it's exactly what I wanted from it. Yeah. I've said this a million times where I think some people will watch a movie and they have to say that, oh, this is either the best movie experience I've ever had or the worst. Yeah. Sometimes when things are kind of in the middle or, you know, maybe not necessarily one or the other, it doesn't mean that it's bad. You know, I, I'll admit that sometimes I've watched a comedy movie and laugh so hard. I'm like, that might be the best movie I've seen <laughs> ever. But then there's other times where I'll watch a comedy movie and be like, yeah, it's, I laughed a lot. It's funny, but it's all right. It's okay. Um, and I think some people are afraid of that. And I think yeah. that, especially now, more so than ever with a lot of like YouTuber reviews and podcasts, you know, they definitely have to have a hard stance on like, oh, this movie was like horrible. And I did hear that when, uh, who was it? Is there some guy I, bought, I used to buy records from? He's like, oh, it's, I had to turn it off right away. And I remember thinking, like, that's okay because he's had questionable things in the <laughs> past. So, like, whatever. But, yeah, as soon as I watched it, I was like, what was wrong about it? Like, I what I really like, too, is that the way that they make it seem in the trailers and leading up to it was like, oh, it's just kind of like a. It's kind of like a rom-com type of deal. But, like, right in the beginning, it's like, oh, no, they're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but see, but to me, they feel more genuine as, like, a couple because it's like, yeah, like, not everything's, like, perfect. And, like, you go through. And, like, what? I, yeah, like you said, like, they, they break up before, like, the action starts. Like, it's not like in <sighs> typical rom-coms where it's like, oh, he did what? And they did the oh now we're broken and they have to do that whole thing where they they they're, they're split apart and then they oh they they found oh they realized oh they love each other yeah. it's still like it still it's, follow, it follow tropes yeah but in an entertaining way yeah because right from the right from the get go I mean obviously you see them kind of like fall in love but then it's like oh they like yeah they're over it they're frustrated all this stuff but once they're put on pressure it's like. Their personalities still come through, 
So them together, it's like, oh, yeah, because they've been through, like, you know, they've been through, like, this shit before. I mean, not necessarily this shit, yeah. but <laughs> some shit. Yeah. And, yeah, and, you know, obviously, like, having those tropes of, like, the realization and stuff of, like, what, she talks about me all the time? Oh, that's, oh, weird, crazy. Yeah. It's like, it's, I mean, it's, like I said, it's, yeah, we've heard it a million times before. And I think that's why this movie plays out really good is because it's not something crazy different. It's just something, I don't know, fun and entertaining. Yeah. And, like, especially what someone like Camille, um, who I think for a long time was just considered, like, like a B character. Someone yeah. who played off the, you know, whatever. But he's kind of built his own stardom. You know, for a few years now where, I mean, like he got fucking ripped and now he's going to be in a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. You know, he did the big sick. He did yeah. this. Like, and same thing with Issa Rae, too. It's like, I think for, I mean, obviously probably, you know, for, for black women in general. But seeing someone like her who's more funny, comedian, she probably wasn't seeing like a, like a leading lady. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to watch the other movie she had. It was like a. I think it was like a romance movie, but I just thought it's funny because I was like, she's in this romance movie and then she's in this one, but this one's definitely not more romantic. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> um, she was my my Google voice for a while. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, I've always had love for her and seeing like her and him be the head of this movie. It's I don't know. It's something cool. It's something that you you wouldn't think of you seen a few years ago even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think like the both main characters are people of color, and they're not, and it's they're they're both not the same like type of bit person of color either. Which you know, I mean, like it's like I feel like yeah, you're right. Like a few years ago, that would have been like, oh, like that's this is ridiculous. How are how are they gonna pull this off? Like remember back when um like that Sony thing happened with the their emails got hacked how they had like no oh, yeah. faith in um the equalizer because Denzel Washington can't lead an action movie because he's black. Yeah. And it's like that's fucking racist. <laughs> and the, uh and, oh, and, and and I hate I hate bringing it up but yeah. like through the whole movie I never thought about it until I knew we were going to talk about it and I was like, "You know what? That is really cool." Yeah. The fact that we could get a movie like this and it's not typical, oh, yeah, you fell in love with the white girl or, you know, she fell in love with the white guy or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, it's it's two people of color, two comedians, yeah. too, who are heading this, like, rom-com and doing it well. And that, that's what I like, too, is because, yeah, you don't, you don't get representation like that ever because, it, like, people don't, like, when I In say In America. People, yeah. Uh, Americans don't think that way. They don't think, like... Oh, you like two people of color who are different ethnicities can also get married. And it's like, yeah, because that happens all the all the time. And most media will tell you, no, you have to marry a white person. Yeah, to that's where. See, uh, this is honestly, it's a good movie. Mm. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's not. It's not anything you haven't seen before. Mm-mm. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. It's not a waste of time. Movies that are just fun to watch are not a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, what, what's what's good about this movie is there's no, like, like you know how some uh, most romantics, romantics, 
romantic comedies kind of have like a little like lull where they have to be like sad and broken up. This movie is just it's like as soon as the action starts, like it's it's mostly like action, 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 action. There's no real stopping to do anything until I think when they get arrested is when like they kind of like, hey, you guys aren't. You guys aren't the suspects. You guys are witnesses. We saw on the traffic cams that are everywhere. And that that was funny too. <laughs> that was pretty funny. That was the curve because you think like they're gonna be like, so why are you guys running from us? Yeah. The whole time they're just like, oh, we were worried about you because, you know, we needed to get your statement and you guys weren't. You can't find you. <laughs> when they call, like, do you like do you know where your car is? Yeah, it's outside. Like I'm at home. <laughs> oh my god, honey, the car's gone. And then the waitress comes up. If you're into comedies, yeah, this has it. Yeah, this it definitely has. This it. isn't gonna be a Phantom Thread type of comedy. <laughs> I put it in the same realm of like, like stuff we got in the past couple years of like, um, like a tag or a blockers, yeah. or you know any of that stuff where they're good. They're good movies. They may not be the best comedy I've ever seen ever in my entire life. But that doesn't mean that it's bad. Yeah, I don't. I've seen blockers like four times, and I still and I tell people like, yeah, it's it's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, so. there's there's been comedies that I I watch multiple more than like some other movies, and I'm still like, oh, it's, it was it's pretty good, but like I still watch it a lot because it's like it's a good movie to kind of th- like. This isn't a movie just to throw like it. it actually, it is. It's it's a good movie to kind of put on. And, like, maybe if you have, like, people over, like, you guys can all just watch and be like, ha, 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 ha. See, like, remember how cops are racist? Yeah, every day now. <laughs> every day in the news. So, yeah, if you're in any of that stuff, definitely watch it. Backed hard. Oh, yeah. Um, and I kind of, it'd be interesting to see how well this does, if anyone, if it gets any traction. And, uh. Wonder what other movies might jump into, mm. you know, Netflix or Amazon Primes or whatever. But yeah, good movie. Act hard. Watch it. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Brand watch new. it right now. Watch it. This week's segment is something that I was not dreading having to talk about if it ever happened but now that it's happened we have to talk about directors and producers cuts because obviously we the with the bombshell news that next year we'll get Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League and it's going to be I hear the darkest and grittiest version of that film that we should have got and it would have exploded Marvel and Endgame was going to look like shit compared to this because Darkseid's going to be in it, Green Lantern's going to be in it, Martian Manhunter is going to be in it. I heard so, I heard Batman says shit like twice. Other characters are going to be in it. And so this means that they're going to make a Justice League 2 with everyone coming back. Um, but, I mean, we've seen this before in, in the past, right? With, like, Blade Runner having so... How many director's cuts are those, of those, right? And producer's cuts. Um, we've seen it with 
Halloween, um, The Curse of Michael Myers has a producer's cut and a, re- and a theatrical cut. Neither are good, but at least the producer's cut, like, explains things. And then there's, like, the the mother of them all, Star Wars, the originals, the original trilogy. You, we got a director's cut. And he never, and I love how George Lucas never calls it a, a director's cut. He's just like, no, <clears throat> guys, this is the real version of Star Wars, how I want. How I actually wanted it to be. But wasn't there a real version? They had to go and like uh-huh. cut it up because it didn't make any sense. Yes. yes, when I originally came up with this idea, everyone hated it. And to the point where I'm not even the screenwriter on those ones. Like I, we brought people in to write the scripts because they heard my pitch for the movies and they were like, this makes no sense, George. And I was like, but doesn't it? And then they were like, no, like this dialogue is, is clunky and odd and doesn't make any sense. Hmm. But now we're getting like people coming out of the word work. They're like, I want the Josh Trank version or his cut of Fantastic Four because it would have been better. I want the Edgar Wright version of Ant-Man because they're still, they still, you don't know how many people I, I read articles of like other things that still talk about that. And it's like, he never even got to like shoot anything. Like so I don't even understand why you still bring it up. Yeah, like well they should reshoot it. God. Like I oh, it makes me it's one of those things where it's like it makes me like hate him. But it's like I shouldn't be hating this person because it's not really their fault. It's like their fans' fault for making me hate them. But then like David Ayers said that he would love cuz it'd be carthritic for him to have his cut of Suicide Squad because he wanted something different. It would be funny though to see some of these like these alternative cuts that people ask for, and it's like this is what you wanted. Yeah, because this is what you wanted. Well, see, and the thing is, like with with this with the, the Snyder cut, okay, they're spending an extra thirty million dollars to finish it. To finish it, but also because it's making it longer, it's going to be like a like a limited series or whatever because it's going to be so long that they got to break it up into like parts. But to me it's like you're not recuperating it's not like it's a the you're releasing it theatrically. So you're not getting that money back. You're just spending like you're spending extra money on a flop. <coughs> I think they probably see it as like well this is 30 million for more content as opposed to spending fifty million on a new show. That's true, and it's stuff that people are gonna. I mean, like yeah, you said, all the stupid nerds. Are yeah, gonna... like how many people are like, oh, like I didn't even. Oh fuck, I forgot. I was supposed to download it. Today. I know I got to download it. Too. Um, but you know how many people are gonna be super stoked and get into it and be like, yeah, this is the this is the definitive cut. Um, yeah, I don't know. I. I'm on both sides. No, I, and like I, I would, yeah, I, I, I understand. Like I, I would love to see this right because I mean I don't hate DC. I don't hate these characters. I love like I, like I've always said, Batman's one of my favorite um, superheroes. I think the silver lining in this is that if this becomes a thing for the next three years, four years, hopefully that this would shut off that whole thing of like yeah. Of, of, oh, let's bring this back or let's redo this because then people are going to get these director's cuts and they're going to be like, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, they definitely showed us that scene. 
Oh, and yeah. It's like, oh, you mean it doesn't matter because they cut the film to make it the best they could? It's like underwhelming. That yeah. would that would see to me like that's the part that I'm I'm dreading is like being kind of disappointed with like. But I think that's like I said. I think that's that's a good thing because yeah. as much as <clears throat> like I get it right when there's something out there and you know that this could be amazing and you get something that really isn't in your head you're like they could have made it better. One one thing I, I mean we talked about like really wanting to see is the original cut of. Um, is it Blair Witch 2, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Like the original, original cut. I would love to see that. Because when I hear them talk about it, it's like, oh, this sounds like actually a really cool movie. Yeah, because... But then you watch it... Because Harvey like, Rapist Weinstein was like, no, 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 we gotta appeal to 14-year-olds because they're the juiciest. Not the boys, but the girls. Yeah. I mean, we're not screening for any girls. I just have a, a bunch of juicy ones in there. But... <laughs> Yeah, they they're our target. So, you, I mean, yeah, I get it, right? I would love to see it, especially when you have the original and it's like that movie fucking sucks. But what, but you know deep it, down inside yeah. that there's a good movie. But and that's what makes it so. In, but see, that makes it interesting is yeah. because you but know that there's a. That's what I'm saying. Now that fans are getting it, yeah, maybe we it could it. turn on them because once you get a movie and they're like, oh yeah, let's get the the original cut of. Um, Suicide Squad, and then it's like, oh, this was actually way stupider than the, <laughs> the one we got. And it's like, yeah, because sometimes things just don't work out. Like the like the original cut of Star Wars, they oh thought it was God, so yes. bad, they were like, uh, fuck, we gotta fix this. Yeah, the original, original, because it was supposed to come out in Christmas of 76, I think. And then they had to push it back to May of 77 because his original editor or him, I, honestly, <clears throat> I bet it was him. He's probably, he's probably, but it was like long over bloated. Like there were scenes that had nothing to do with anything. Things there's like lines of dialogue that didn't make sense. And so then like he had someone come in and she's like, just get out. I'll, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. It's fine. <laughs> and then she gave us star Wars, which is what, all the fans constantly claim is their favorite one. Like oh, the original before the special, like that's their favorite. Yeah. And it's like, that wasn't, that had George Lucas was the director and he came up with the story and that's it. He had no involvement with like anything else. And then when he does, he gives you the prequels and you guys hated it for so long. Now you guys love it, I guess. But that exactly right. Mm-hmm. Like, Imagine a world where that original cut came out and everyone's like, this fucking sucked. (laughs) Literally, our whole lives would have been different. Yeah. But editing came to save it. What we got was entertaining. So it's like, where do you draw the line? You know, these movies, I get it. I honestly get it when... It's like, but I want this in there. Oh, they should have this in there. How come they don't show this? Want to do that? It's like, yeah, I get it. But sometimes the movie's better off without it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they show this character in the original cut and they cut it out. It's like, okay, but doesn't that does it make it better? Because you're like, oh, yeah, now I know that this person's in there. So that means we're going to have to see them sooner or later. Like, yeah. it can make the experience so much better yeah. sometimes. And. One thing that people constantly complain about, it's like, well, this character didn't get enough screen time. It's like, yeah, but if we showed them more, 
the movie would be longer and you guys hate that. Yeah, and that's what I feel like it is. I yeah. just feel like it's a way for people to complain about something that they know they want and well, get what they want. And if they're unsatisfied, think, they could be like, well, it's because they took too long. And they, oh, did you hear Ben Affleck couldn't refilm this part? So that ruined the whole movie. Yeah. Well, see, I have a, I have a theory. It's that what we do is more of um. I call it, in my head, I call it optimistic critical analysis, where instead of going into a movie being like negative, we're, we're automatically like, we're going to give it the benefit of the doubt. And I feel like these other people online, what the model they use is critical, critical analysis. So they're automatically going in, trying to pick out all the, what they need to criticize going in without, so it's like, Instead of like just like watching the movie at first and just sitting there and being like, let's enjoy this at first. They decide, well, I need to sit here with a notepad already ready to criticize this, 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 this. And it's like, but then you're having a worse experience because like that's not how you watch a movie. Um, as much as I would love to get certain cuts of movies, I'm willing to take the bullet and say, yeah, but the certain movies that I did get that were cut exactly that way that I love, I wouldn't want to change. Yeah. Even if I could, I think I'd have to leave it that way because why would you ruin something that you really love so much? As opposed to, well, this thing I didn't like as much, so like I got to have all the original stuff back in there. And yeah, maybe it could make it better. Who knows? Maybe this Snyder Cut is like, oh, shit, you know what? Yeah, fuck. They really fucked up by not doing this. Maybe. We don't know. But I I think that having that view of like, well, we could just go and fix it is kind of hurting in a way because there's people's jobs to go in and do this stuff. And it is there's so much to this. I don't want to get into it because it also has to do with what the studio wants, what the director wants. You know, like, oh, well, we have to have this in there. Well, how can we put this? Oh, we can't show this. How we do this? And that's that's a lot. But for the idea of going back and doing director's cuts or whatever, yeah, I do like. Can but we we've been getting those forever. I don't know. I feel like we were fine with what we had before where you can get a DVD or you can own the extended version. Yeah. And it's it's fine. But now that they're giving us the Snyder Cut where, oh, they're going to change everything back and we're going to reshoot some things and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Gonna, they're going to finish all the special effects that they didn't get to finish. I think that part might turn toxic. Um, but i don't know we really i mean honestly we really have to see this is it's interesting because it's something that uh, i think fans wanted for so long then now that they're getting it it's almost weird because i think they thought that there was an original cut like Mm full-fledged movie i think so too and they're like oh wait so it wasn't done it's like yeah how can he finish a movie that he didn't finish (laughs) i think it's also because people don't understand how movies work like they just assume like oh well the director does everything right it's like no not at all it's not just Zack snyder sitting there with all the footage like like an in, like an indie 
like like an indie like production would be where like if if it was us we would sit we'd have to sit there as like if we were the directors and edit it but like he doesn't that's not how it is i mean some directors are more hands-on yeah uh but it's not everyone and it's not always 100 percent. yeah but i don't know i i think either way like it's going to be interesting to see what happens and if it does well enough or if it gets at least even enough steam, then it'd be interesting to see who else is going to try to get their original cut and if that's both good or bad. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, this this could be this could be a silver lining in the whole thing where this turns out really good, another one turns out really good, and then they say, oh, maybe we should give yeah. directors more input and they yeah. have their movie made no matter what. And maybe the producers could step back instead of trying to be involved so much. So maybe that's this is just another another stepping stone of like, hey, maybe the studios don't always know what's good. Yeah. And they're paying the directors to do this movie in the first place. Mm-hmm. Let them do what they have to do. Yeah. Like like a Quentin Tarantino who all he wants to do is make feet the movie. But really, this is it comes with time, right? We have probably over a year before we get something out of this whole yeah. Snyder cut thing. So oh, <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna not do the podcast for a year, <laughs> and then see what changed. <laughs> or I don't know, maybe we'll keep going. But either way, it'd be interesting to see what happens yeah. and what comes I'll, after. I'll see, yeah. Um. So yeah, I guess until then, guys, we'll just say. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. If you want to go ahead and follow us on your favorite streaming services, please do so. We also have a YouTube. You could find the link in the description of the show. Um, if you want to follow us on our social media accounts, that's Instagram and Twitter at intb underscore podcast. Or you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, shoot us a a dm you know email us tag us whatever and let us know how do you feel about director's cuts how do you feel about this new snyder cut yeah did you see lovebirds or how do you feel about um what's his name john krasinski yeah selling out or maybe you don't see him selling out i mean he's been selling out though yeah you know what i think he's like i think this was the first time he was like Oh my god! I could finally really sell out. Cha-ching. Uh Yeah. Or if there's anything you want us, you know, talk about, like I said, tag us, post on our shit, uh, directly email us, DM us, whatever. But until then, guys, as always, remember, it's not that bad. It's not that.